to Beyond the Pew. Bienvenidos. Yes, don't know. That, yeah. Bienvenidos. Bienvenidos. A That's a welcome. Allá de los, uh, Buenos dias. Pew. Buenos <laughs> dias. Entiendo español un poco. I couldn't think about the Spanish uh, word for pew. Pastor Eric Gill. Pastor Bruce Rosa. We're, we're good to be back, right? It's it is good. always week. great to be back. And we do have another guest. Another one. On Beyond one. the Pew. And we're thankful that she is here. We are. And this is Mrs. Krista Kersak. Kersak. And we're thrilled she's with us. Krista, welcome. Thank you. To be on the pew. <laughs> and we're glad you're here. Tell I'm glad our, I'm here. our listening audience, our worldwide listening audience. Around the globe Listen, listening audience. Everyone is Puerto listening. Puerto Rico and Hawaii. Yeah. Puerto Rico. Oh, oh, a new country. <laughs> um, who you are, what you do at Maranatha. Um, I'm Krista Kursak, and I am the women's director here at Maranatha Bible Church. <laughs> women's director. And how long have you been serving in that role, Krista? In that role, I was the assistant director beginning June of 2022, and then I was the director beginning in February of 23. Wow. So, so just this year. Yeah, so you're just going to be approaching close to a year. Yes. Serving as the official director of children's official. ministry. Assistant to... The director. Now you are the director. Uh, now I'm the director. To the director. <laughs> yeah. And now you are the director. And uh, previous to serving as the assistant to the director and now the director, how else have you served at Maranatha? Because you've been serving at Maranatha mm -hmm. for quite a while. Yes. So how have you served previously to that? I have been here at Maranatha since 1999, and I've been serving in different capacities. I worked with high school for many years, probably close to 10, and then children's ministry for many, many years. Yeah. And you still so, serve in the children's yeah. ministry as well. I do. Yep. People see me probably every Sunday morning. Yep. So you're so. a familiar face around Maranatha Bible Church, but uh, your new role is still relatively yeah. new because mm -hmm. within the past year is women's director, and we appreciate the work yeah. that you have been doing in our women's ministry and and I know that the ladies listening to us this, this afternoon, this morning, or this evening, whenever it may be. They're going to um, be excited to see you. Yes, they will be excited yeah. to see our women's director <laughs> yeah. on and beyond the pew. Yeah. So. Krista, Krista, what's your background, though? Like, what do you, did you go to, do you go to school? Mm -hmm. If so, what do you go for? I, I mean, I grew up in Canton, and then I went to college at Malone, and I graduated with social work, and then have a master's in school counseling. So oh, wow. before I had my first son, I was a school counselor for seven years, and then stayed home for a while, and I've taught preschool, and cleaned houses, and... Here so I am. Are you yeah. going to be examining us as far as, yeah. as you listen to us thinking, uh-huh, uh -huh. I'm picking up on <laughs> it, this. It makes sense. Picking up it, on this. Everything makes sense that? now. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. All, All right. the time in the office. Just tell us <laughs> what you yes. think about Bruce. Yeah. 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 Nope. Don't need to do that. Um, well, we're grateful. We're grateful yeah, God we has you where you're at and, and you're doing what you're doing. So that's, that's exciting. So as a woman who is ministering to the ladies and, mm -hmm. and giving oversight to our women's ministry, we, we live in a culture where there are a lot of challenges that women are facing, mm -hmm. right? There's a lot of things that um, culture is trying to speak into our women's lives, like that are attending Maranatha. There's a lot of things that women are comparing themselves, you know, to. So what do you see in women's ministry as maybe the, the greatest challenges in ministering to women? What, what would be some of those challenges? I think there's tons of like challenges that they face. I think the world is speaking lies to us every day. Mm -hmm. And I've had a lot of conversations just even recently of the lies that people are around us are saying and sorting out the truth and lies of the culture and what the Bible says. I think that's a huge challenge for women. Mm -hmm. And being able to 
do that, raise a family, and like just the time component component of that as well. But I think the lies that um, the world is speaking into us right now is just ridiculous. And then it's causing a lot of conflict and consequences. Yeah. So when you speak of lies, what, what would be an example? Or give me a couple examples, if you can, of some of the lies maybe that culture is seeking to you know, speak to our ladies, maybe some of the lies women and, and specifically even women who know the Lord, right? That mm-hmm. follow the Lord, but they're believing or that they're struggling with um, or the temptation is there to struggle with. What might be some of those? I think one thing that comes to mind is like the social media and that everybody else has it together and I'm a mess mm-hmm. and the lie of that yeah. and the lie that also that we can solve it by ourselves yeah. and that we don't need to turn to the Lord or turn to one another yeah. and that we don't have to be vulnerable with one another, but like just seeing, I think, um, like on social media or magazines or whatever. Um, I don't know. Do people even look at magazines anymore? I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. A hard copy, definitely digital. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. anyways, <laughs> just that everybody else has it together. I think I've yeah. heard so many people say that and not recognizing that we're all struggling and that yeah. we can really be vulnerable and depend on upon yeah. one another and encourage one another. And you just yeah. end up taking it by yourself and yeah. beating yourself and, up. And, and, and yeah. I think it's interesting. You said two things. You said lies and community. And I think like how those two are often to like go together. I mean, you even look all the way from the moment of creation when God created Adam and Eve. Uh, he told them truth, right? And then mm-hmm. Satan came in and told them about all, all these lies. And then they embraced those lies and led them to go to a place where, where not only they sin against God, but that community aspect that got tarnished, you know, like mm-hmm. they hit. And, and how often that is true when it comes to, you know, our, the women in our church, but even I will say believers in general, that lies have a way to get to us and 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 kind of uh, get us from living or, or, or feeling the way that God created us to be or, or, or how we're mm-hmm. supposed to think of ourselves, right? And how that translates even to with community, like how that instead of bringing us closer to other people, it kind of like segregates us. It puts us uh, at odds with others. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting to bring up social media because, you know, we t- we've talked about this as far as the influence with our youth. We've talked mm-hmm. about the influence with our kids, what they're seeing in media in general. But with women in particular, um, I know this is the case like with my wife, just incredible mom, incredible wife. I mean, I would speak volumes of what she does and how she is. And yet there's, there's a, an expectation on her part. Um, or I guess in some ways, false expectations that can be present on a lot of, of women's minds that I have to have everything perfectly Mm -hmm. together because other people have everything Mm -hmm. perfectly together. Mm -hmm. Right. And so there are all kinds of like, memes, but also like fake accounts, spoof accounts, like of people, women that are doing the tasks that they have on a daily basis that are not glamorous, but they they are committed to. And they're like doing it with a smile on their face and <laughs> acting as though they love doing this. And, yeah. and it's almost like refreshing for some women to see like, okay, I'm not the only one who feels this way, feels this way or yeah. struggles with this yeah. because people put things out on social media of what they want you to think or yes. what they want you to see. And so oftentimes that's not reality. Right. Highlight right? reel. It, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and so when you see that being the case with a lot of women you know, having that comparison game or playing that comparison game or thinking everything has to be together. What, how do you respond to that? Like as a women's director, 
that's a challenge, right? I mean, it's one of the challenges you would face in ministering to women. So how do you go about challenging ladies when it comes to that? I think I think it's encouraging other women to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And okay. like the I, the idea of Titus too, like women that have been here before in the stage that you're in, letting them know that this is not easy and mm-hmm. that they're, those are highlight reels. And like sometimes it's hard, but we are doing it for a purpose and to glorify yeah. the Lord as well. But I think that's where, and it's been on my heart to have more of a Titus 2 kind of ministry where older women are speaking into younger mm-hmm. women because they can attest to how hard it is and encourage them that like these are the right ways because this is I'm raising teenagers and it's not easy and like being able to talk to somebody that's like yeah like these are some things that you can remember or some of this is typical like is super encouraging for me when you are looking like is anybody else dealing with yeah. this? But and, and I can speak of my wife too. Like, you know, something I'm I've been excited about our women's ministry here and what you're leading to is like when we when when we first became parents, like there were things that she was doing that she she I mean, I, I saw her in her, like that she felt like, man, I'm alone in this or or how do I'm gonna navigate this and how through the woman's ministry, by community, not only did she found that there's other people that have felt that way or are dealing with the same issues, but she also find guidance from older women that have been through that and say, hey, this is what worked for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is what you need to think about yourself. Uh, this is what, uh, this is how, uh, you, you know, you navigate those things and how beneficial that has been for her, you know? Yeah, it's it's interesting because here we are, you know, almost 2,000 years removed from when the Bible, the New Testament scriptures and the letters and gospels were written. And yet God's word is so relevant, Mm -hmm. right? So even when you're talking about Titus 2 and talking about the older women being that kind of mentor encourager for the younger women and Mm -hmm. learning from that, God knew what he was doing, right? And so we're present day 2023 going into 2024. And, and people are struggling with the same things today they were struggling then. Some of it might seem like it's more magnified yeah. because in particular with what you're talking about, people are getting an inside look at everybody's home. It's not real right. <laughs> in many ways, <laughs> but they're getting a look in people's homes on a daily – some of these accounts, like daily basis. People follow yeah. people on social media and it's like, man, every time they show something, their house is clean. Yeah. Every time they show their laundry room, there's no laundry that's dirty. Every time they show <laughs> the meals that they're making, it's all organic and mm-hmm. all pure ingredients and all the kids Full, are yeah. smiling. Eating it. <laughs> and they're eating every meal till it's all gone. And mommy, can I have more? Like there's this – <laughs> fake presentation of what happens in families. And we re- we know the reality is that's not true. Yeah, And so I think there's an important part here where we have to do, we really have to do our, our work to focus on what we know is true, yeah. right? And that's what the Bible teaches. And so. I think like how much value, like like the self-worth and the value that a mom or, or an individual or a woman place themselves when they see those things and how they feel like, man, I don't I have, I'm not doing that. My situation doesn't look like that. So I'm not as valuable or as mm-hmm. worthy as sure. an individual. Or I'm a terrible mom. I'm a terrible wife. I'm a terrible, you know, uh, whatever. And the reality is like th- those things is not what brings you value. Th- that's not where yeah. your value comes from. You know, your value comes from the very fact that God was willing to send his son to die for you and rose from the dead, you know? So would you say with our women's ministry, you have an overarching goal? Like, is there a specific goal? Or if I say, hey, what's the desire you have for the ladies in our women's ministry? What what would it be for the women at Maranatha? What do you want to see for them? What's the desire? I would say 
I guess two goals that come to my mind um, would be that women are being discipled and making disciples Mm. and the Titus two model or whatever it looks like for them, but that they're being discipled and then discipling Mm. others that our people in our Bible studies are then turning around and discipling others. And another one is that, um, and this is just kind of come lately and been on my heart that women are finding um, true forgiveness and what the Lord provides, that he forgives Mm. them. And there is forgiveness in that because I think there's so many people that are not living in the forgiveness Mm, that Jesus provides when he does. And that's good. Yeah. I would say those are my two goals. Yeah. And those are, those are not easy things. No. (laughs) Right. They're not easy things to be discipled because there has to be a willingness to receive, mm-hmm. right? And then to disciple others, there has to be a willingness to give, mm-hmm. right? And so moving women in that direction is, a, is a, it could be a difficult thing. Yeah. Why do you think with the second issue though of women forgiving themselves or walking in true forgiveness the Lord offers, why do you think that's hard? Like what for a woman in particular, you know, why would that, I know why as a man, I could feel like that's hard, but why for a woman would mm-hmm. you see that that'd be hard? Were difficult. I'm trying to think how it would be different for a woman, but I've just like I had a conversation with a lady that they just felt so bad. Like what I've done is so bad that God can't forgive me. Mm. And I think it's partially then that yeah. comparison. Women struggle with comparison. Like mm. they have no idea what I've done. Yeah. And they can be forgiven, but I'm not sure that I can. Yeah. And then it's yeah. we feel things obviously deep and um just feeling like what we've done is just so unforgivable where we yeah. know that Jesus died on the cross for us yeah. and we are forgiven. Yeah. So. And so isn't it interesting, it seems like where the most struggle comes is when we're keeping eyes fixed on what other people mm-hmm. are doing or have done rather than what Christ has done. Right. right. And yeah. that's every Christian. I think that's not just women. I think that's men yeah. and women. Mm-hmm. When we tend to focus on what other people are doing or have done, playing that comparison game, and isn't it crazy? Sometimes we even play that comparison game when it when it relates to how much we failed. Right. Like, <laughs> did I fail more than that person or mm-hmm. less than that person? And that determines how I truly process it. Yeah. Right. But the the issue again is that there is complete forgiveness available through Christ. Mm-hmm. And when we think about the things that we have done, I mean, Paul described himself as being the chief of sinners. Yeah. And he was a man who was very much acquainted with persecution against the Lord. And yet there was complete forgiveness and God used him. So I think those are great goals for women to be discipled and to disciple others, but also to really find that forgiveness and freedom that that God offers. And healing. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. No, that's great. And sometimes it's that healing that brings the opportunity to help others heal. Yes. And and that's what I think we've seen. I mean, Mm -hmm. and you've seen that as well women willing to share their story mm-hmm. in order to effectively minister yeah. to other women. I mean, uh, yeah. one of the things that, you know, and, and we didn't necessarily have this on the agenda, but we, we have uh, Grace and Beauty, yep. I was right? Just thinking that, that. That's on there. And so for ladies that are listening, this is one of the ways we seek to minister to women who are hurting. Mm-hmm. Talk about Grace and Beauty for a minute. What is that ministry and, and what's the goal of that ministry? Grace and Beauty is just a beautiful, minis- uh, beautiful ministry <laughs> that um, somebody somebody um, had in her heart to create uh, because she had lost her child at 38 weeks and just that pain of that. So Mm -hmm. Grace and Beauty is a ministry for people struggling with infertility, miscarriage, and loss of a child at any stage. And um, they meet every first Saturday of every month um, at nine o'clock. 
And it's just beautiful where women who have struggled with that, struggled with infertility, struggled with miscarriage, have lost children, then are ministering to other Mm. women. And they open up the doors and they have a lesson about um, different names of God Mm -hmm. and different emotions that they're going through. And it's just beautiful. Um, My sister-in-law actually leads it, and she has been speaking on WCRF, and she gave um, a beautiful example of what she does there. If it's something that Mm. would help somebody, it's just a beautiful ministry that, like, again, women reaching out in their pain to help others, and we've seen just beautiful stories of how it's helped others. Yeah, and a lot of women don't even know like things like that exist, right? That Mm. those are opportunities for them to be a part of what's happening in the life of the church, but also to be ministered to and to yeah. minister. But it's mm-hmm. also such a private hurt that there is yes. the tendency to think like I have to deal this on my own and right. it is my way of I have I'm responsible to to go through this season by my, myself or my husband, you know. Where we will say that's not necessarily the case. Like we as a church, we see we see your hurt and we see your struggle. And we want to come alongside with you and, and minister to you because we value that life. That's what that the, the, the life that you value, we value it as well. And we value you and we want to mm-hmm. see you get to the point where, you know, you can do what I think alluding to the two of you, what Second Corinthians talks about when it says, Second uh, Corinthians chapter one, blessed be the God of and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of mercies and the God of all comfort. And who comfort us in all of our afflictions so that we may be able to comfort those who aren't in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Mm-hmm. And something like that, that is so uh, impactful and so hurt or that brings so much pain, mm-hmm. the value of coming alongside community where there are women there that went through those seasons mm-hmm. that can speak true to your hurt because they themselves share it. Uh, is valuable. And we see right. it here in that verse, like how God who comforts, comfort them. And now because they receive that comfort, they're ready to comfort others yeah. that are hurting. And they're they're suffering in silence. Like a lot of them don't talk about it for many, many years and even shame. Um, but when they walk in those doors, like I've heard many of the leaders say, just come in, come in your pajamas. We want to love on you. Mm-hmm. We're ready. And it's just a beautiful way of practicing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Well, that's a great example of one way that women can minister to women and, mm-hmm. and care for women. So our women's ministry is pretty, pretty massive. Like it's, it's big. Like we have a lot of women at the church mm-hmm. who are involved in a lot of different areas. And so um, tell us some of the things that Maranatha is doing to minister to women. So like in a typical mm-hmm. year, calendar year, okay. what are some things that we do at the church to minister to women and, and that are available to our women? Uh, we have Bible studies twice a year. So we have them in the fall and the spring. So they begin in September and begin again in March. And we have like this year, we have, I think, 17 Bible studies. Wow. Okay. And we're ministering to, we have 320 women sign up. So a lot of women that are really wanting to Hmm. dig into God's word and different studies so you can find the one that fits for you. And it's been so great to watch and watch the passion of our Bible study leaders pouring into these ladies and even the Bible study leaders that are a little bit older pouring into the younger Bible study Hmm. leaders. So that's been super Hmm. encouraging. And what what days are those as Um, far as for folks? We have Tuesday morning that we do have childcare 9.30 to 11, and then we have Thursday evenings, which are 6.30 to 8.00. Okay. And you can have dinner beforehand. Um, no child care on that one, though. No child care yeah. on Thursday nights. Okay. And we do have one on Tuesday night. And one so that over 300 home. women yeah. are part of these studies. Yes. And so 
that's a lot of women. <laughs> that's a lot of that's women. That's a lot of women, which is great. And do you see do you see a different like there's not a specific age group, right? You will say yeah. that did you see all from college all the way to to what? Um 80, 90. Yeah, I yeah. wanted you to say more seasoned, yeah. more seasoned ladies. Yeah, yeah. all the way more loved. And everyone in between. Yeah. Yeah. We have yeah. something for everybody. Great. That's good. Yeah, yeah. And those, That's are, awesome. those are studies mm -hmm. that women love. Like they mm -hmm. love to be a part of. They love to be with one another. And, and what a great opportunity and environment for them to grow mm -hmm. and to care for one another. Um, how else are we ministering to ladies? So we have a couple of events like... Um, Night of Joy, which is Christmas events that usually fills up every yeah. year, and that's in uh, end of November, beginning of December yep. every year. I, I hear the hoes for that event; it, they're fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, especially when they wear their Christmas sweaters. So. <laughs> yes, that was a one and done. I hear. Yes. <laughs> yeah, there's women. There's no one left to host. You pick whoever's, you pick whoever's left. Yeah, and that's so why she's picked Pastor Steve. Yeah, that's what, that's what it was. Um, yeah, so it's a super fun event that women seem to love, mm -hmm. and um, that's what I'm finding that women. Women are really wanting to be together right mm -hmm. now, and they're wanting that community, and they're yeah. wanting that fellowship, which is so great for me to yeah. experience. Um, we're hoping to do some events this uh, winter in January and February, and then Bible studies starting back up in March. And then we always have a couple summer events that we will be having again, um, mm -hmm. some at the church, and um, hoping to bring one out off campus, yeah, I yeah. guess. Um, again, what we did last year, yeah. we did a big flower event last year um, and just praying through what the summer will look like. Uh, we also have drum fitness, or I guess we're calling it women's fitness because okay. there's different two different kinds of workouts um, every other Saturday, and that meets every Saturday. I guess I should clarify. So it meets every Saturday, 9 o'clock, 9 to 10, and there's two different workouts. One is one Saturday, one is the next. Okay. Yeah, so, so it alternates as far as alternates. year round. Yeah. And we also have just launched a Mommy and Me, and uh, that is every single Wednesday at 930 here at the church. Uh, the fifth Wednesday will look a little different. Sometimes we'll be doing some fun things if there's a fifth Wednesday of the month, but we do all kinds of things. We have a play gym, we have story hour, um, and then we also have the third Wednesday of every month is um, focused just on moms where we do provide childcare that way, yeah. that mm -hmm. week. No, that's great. So. Yeah, so a lot of opportunities yeah. for our ladies. Yeah. And so there's a lot there and sometimes that can be overwhelming, right? So if you're if there's a woman listening for example that maybe isn't plugged into any of those areas, yeah. maybe she attends Maranatha, family attends Maranatha and she's like, "Yeah, it's kind of overwhelming. What where would be a starting point?" So if a woman's listening and they mm -hmm. want to be ministered to, they want to be involved and be ministered to, what would you encourage them to do? Is there somewhere you would tell them to start? I would say um, to go to our website, to the women's page, they would list all of the events we have. And then shoot me an email or give me a call and I can help you find either a Bible study that works for you or a ministry that would help you. Good. I'm always willing to do that. Yeah. And so we would encourage, you know, any woman that's not currently plugged in in that way, get plugged in. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. there's tremendous opportunities to meet other women yeah. that are like-minded, that love the Lord, that want to grow. And also that are wanting to have that community, yeah. right? That that right. want to have that connection point that every woman needs, every yeah. every, yeah. every man needs, right? Yeah. Every believer needs as we care yeah. for one and, another. And, and I think like with that too, like if you are a woman and you're listening and you're dealing with something in particular, know that you're not alone through that. Yeah. And and with a ministry like the one that Chris is leading, you if you take part of this, you will find that there are people in that ministry that are dealing with what you're dealing. 
and there's beauty in community. So we will say it like with any, uh, you know, whether it's a male or a female, we was or old or young, we would say there is value in community. So we will encourage you to look into that for sure. For sure. Yeah. And and I think too, there's sometimes the church can get a a false, you know be falsely represented or or falsely accused, if you will, of not valuing women. Yeah. You know, and so it's our desire to have women yeah. serving mm-hmm. in, in all kinds of capacities. You know, yeah. we have a couple of women on staff and our ministry mm-hmm. staff that serve, um, you being one of them. You know, mm-hmm. we have women that are involved in multiple areas of ministry on any given Sunday that are serving in different capacities, um, up front and behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. so maybe there's some ladies listening that are like, hey, I would love to serve with women in the church and women's ministry, um, if they want to be involved in serving, do you have current needs that you would say, hey, we have some current needs, uh, any specific needs, but also if they want to serve, what's the starting point for them if they want to serve in some capacity? Um, this might not be what you're asking for, but I'm always looking for <laughs> childcare on Tuesday mornings. Um, and that is a huge ministry in that you're allowing young moms to be able to um, go to Bible study sure. and to be able to pour be poured into and pour into others. Um, so I'm always looking for people to do childcare on yeah. Tuesday mornings for Bible study. And that's what kind of commitment is that, that so in case they need? It's 10 yeah. weeks in the fall, 10 weeks in the spring. And of course you yeah. wouldn't have to do both, but that's um, usually about 9.15 to 11.15. Yeah. And when you say childcare, we're not just saying like, you're not babysitting. You know, I think we just, a few episodes back, we had Shoshana here and she was sharing about uh, what our children's ministry does here as a church and it's an opportunity for you mm-hmm. to invest even in those little kids right uh you know you have an opportunity to influence them with the good news of the gospel right right and influence their mamas too mm. so yeah and i think that's one of the things that probably is important when we talk about women helping to serve for child care for women's studies a lot of times people can just look at it as child care or look at it as i'm just watching kids but yeah. what it's freeing up the moms yeah. to be able to participate in that that need fellowship yeah. and need growth um, is huge. And so that's a very important ministry yeah. for someone to you know really look at. And so if someone's listening, they're like, hey, I love kids. I, I could do that. And I love moms that I want to encourage them in their walk with the Lord. Um, that's a that's a pretty simple way to get involved. Mm-hmm. And it's not a huge commitment of time, you know, an hour and a half, two hours. And it's 10 weeks and 10 weeks. And so that could be an area. Um, How could someone start if they want to get involved in other areas? Is there like a, where do they go if they want to get involved in women's ministry? I would say they could reach out to me and we could find a way because there's other ways to serve too. We uh, obviously are encouraging people to disciple, either be discipled or disciple others. And that we work with uh, Steve Bogren, our discipleship pastor, with that, Mm. with um, different groups and both going through the discipleship training. That would be one way if um, you're looking at discipling. Uh, I think he's doing another training here in March, but definitely reach out to me and we can find ways that you could serve and use your gifts in different ways. Um, Bible studies, um, we have 17 now, but if you're interested in in leading one, always reach out and we can find a place. And Krista, what what is your email just in case they want to do that? Um, It's Krista, K-R-I-S-T-A, and then Kursak. Nobody will be able to spell it, but <laughs> K-U-R-C-S-A-K at NBC95.org. Yeah. So. Or you can go to the website yeah. and, <laughs> there's, and, a link and there. there's a link there yeah. where yeah. you can find more information. Yeah. Okay. So Chris, as we you know do this podcast, one of the goals we have is for people to think about serving the Lord and how they're living for the Lord, not just inside the church, right? We, we want them to think about how they're daily living 
they're following after Christ and they're ministering. Mm -hmm. And so as ladies are listening or anybody listening, what are some ways that you would encourage them to minister to women or care for women outside the doors of the church? What would be some things you'd encourage them with? Um, one thing that comes to mind, I'm doing First John right now. That's the Bible study I'm leading. And it's just emphasizing because we've been loved, we love. Mm. And loving others outside of the church um, that may not know God's love and loving their kids. Like we all have opportunities based on the stage of life you're in, sitting in a game um, to ask somebody how their day is, loving them that way or opening up your doors. I've been kind of convicted of that myself to my neighbors of opening up our doors and having them into our house and ministering to to them in those ways. Um, that's what comes to mind. I I often feel like I'm loving women by loving their kids too, like my my, my kids' friends and yeah. welcoming them into our house again. But I guess that just that's what comes to mind is loving others where you're at, sitting at yeah. the game, um, walking in your neighborhood, working out at the Y. Yeah. Um, yeah. You have a, opportunities everywhere that people don't always know God's love yeah. and Absolutely. can see yeah. it through you. That's, so. a, that's a very good application that a challenge, I guess, for all of us listening, you know, that because we have been loved, yeah. You know, if we, if we recognize how much we've been loved through Jesus, that should propel us to love others. Mm -hmm. Well, know? and that's what Jesus said, right? The two great mm -hmm. commandments, love the Lord your God, love your neighbor as yourself. Mm -hmm. And so John talked about in First John, this is how people mm -hmm. will know you're my disciples, yeah. right? If you have yep. love. John went so far as to say, if you say you know him, but you don't love, yeah. you're a liar. Mm -hmm. yeah. And the truth is not in you. So that's a huge thing. And I think encouraging not just women, but anybody listening that to have eyes to see when there are people who have needs, yeah. when there's encouragement that's needed, when there's sympathy that's needed, yeah. when there's empathy that's needed, that we would care for one another in that way. And specifically with women, you know, engaging with other women in our in our world, in their world, that they would pray and ask that God would give them eyes to see how they can minister yeah. to other women is, is huge. And, and that's the demonstration of love God wants from us. Mm -hmm. um, what would be some specific ways we can pray? So people listening to that want to pray for our women's ministry, or for women in general, in our church, outside our church, what are some specific ways we can pray that you think would be helpful? Um, I I think we're growing fairly quickly here. So I guess just continuing to pray that we're growing, but growing with the right mindset yeah. and meeting the needs of the women in the church and at all stages, at all different ages, because um, we're all going through things, but mm -hmm. just that um, we as a church continue to meet those and the ladies of the church also continue to meet each other's needs mm -hmm, and yeah. that we're transparent and vulnerable and loving each other well. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And not afraid to be vulnerable and living in the forgiveness that Jesus provides. Yeah. So. And those words that you used are two words that men in particular hate to hear. Yeah. But I, it sounds as though that can also be a struggle for women is transparency and vulnerability, <laughs> right? Those are two words yeah. that most people don't like to say. They don't or, like or to, well, to, do. to spell or to say yeah. or to do, right? Yeah. As right. far as transparency and vulnerability. Yeah. And so yet, biblically speaking, that's what we're called to be towards one another and caring for one another. That's when you and, will see the real growth. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so yeah. we can pray specifically on that end. And we did this uh, similarly when we were talking about our children's ministry and asking people right after the podcast was over, pause and pray. And so mm -hmm. we would encourage people that are listening to pause after the podcast is over, you're done listening, 
and just pray. Pray for mm -hmm. the women in our church. Pray for our women's ministry. Yeah. Pray that women would be able to be transparent and yeah. vulnerable mm -hmm. to one another and care for one another and that there would be a meeting of needs. Um, and we want to pray, as we talked about at the beginning of the time, that women would see themselves yeah. through the lens of, of how Christ sees them yeah. and, sure. and that they would be accepting and, and, yeah. and recognizing the freedom in Christ and the forgiveness that's found in Christ, yeah. no matter what they've walked through. And mm -hmm. so these are helpful things. Yeah. Um, Chris, as we close every podcast, as every, a, as a season every listener. single week, <laughs> as someone who is a dedicated listener, you would know the answer to this question. We ask a question at the conclusion of every podcast that we close with. Do you know what that question is? Um, how do you live beyond the pew? Wow. wow. Yes. Take it was, that. We'll take it. Yeah, we'll, we'll take, take it. it. We'll take um, it. That's awesome. Are you <laughs> yes. Yeah. What yeah. does your life what look does like, your life look like beyond, beyond the pew? pew? And we, we hope. It is glorifying, it is glorifying to the Lord, to the Lord, and that uh, we're being effective in our yeah. in our witness for Christ. So, thank you thank for joining you. us thank today. Thank you, Krista. We thank you, everybody, praying. for listening we'll and watching us. We'll see you, see you next week. Next week. See you.